This is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This podcast is being off the grid, totally disconnecting. Uh, and with me, my co-host, uh, Crystal. How are you, Crystal? Fantastic, Moss. Nice to have you back. You've been in the jungle for the last couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, and when we talk about in the jungle, it's not just a nice, you know, touristy type thing. We actually went into the bowels of the jungle where very few actually, uh, say, if you want to call them civilized people, go into uh, probably less than a dozen from, wow. what, from what they told me. So very, very few people have gone in that far or actually have authority to go in that far. So very, very different, obviously way off the grid. Right. Uh, and we'll be talking more about that. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. So what uh, do people, our, our listeners, get to take away from today's podcast with off the grid, with exponential intelligence point of view? Well, you know, off the grid, so many, so many of us are in say, the technological mishmash of our environment, of our society, right? We're always having to check our phones uh, and so on, and then we get lost. Basically, we get disconnected from time because we're always outside of ourselves. So this actually, say, pulls you back into that time moment, that present moment, just like the jungle does. Uh, there is no time function in the jungle. You Actually, we lost track of days. Uh, we just knew sun up, sun, and, you know, uh, noon and so on. So uh, bringing you back into, say, a, a, a more harmonious balance within yourself so you're more present and then you can use technology to advance you forward rather than having technology become another pain body that distorts you and destroys you. I, I feel like while you were talking, I got this image of so many of our listeners going, <sighs> like relief, like, yes, I need that. Yes, yes. <laughs> Because exactly. so many people try to break away from technology or they think mm -hmm. they're not addicted to it. But the reality is, and as statistics show, which we'll talk about later in this conversation, uh, mm -hmm. you know, especially Americans in our society, we're bonded by our cell phones and our laptops and all oh this God. technology. Yeah, and, uh, and just kind of tapping into the group, uh, I'll ask you uh, perhaps some questions just to, to uh, kind of let you know where you are or how addicted you are to you, the technology that you use, Ooh. or just society in general. Uh, I'll ask you a couple quick questions. It's just a simple yes or no, and then I'll tell you right away. Should we, are you going to ask those questions now? Uh, no, give me some time more to tap into, say, okay. the, the group, because uh, there's a lot, well, there's a lot of people that Amazing. I tap into. And so, so can you explain yeah. that for people that this might be their first podcast that they've listened to, what that means? Yeah. Sure. So what I do, whether you're here listening, obviously this is a recording, but uh, say like on live events or so on, I, re I literally tap into the group and just say, pull the answer, pull the questions that you're asking intuitively or in your mind. So I can read the group as a whole and uh, podcast, uh, I don't know, quarter million downloads, a lot of people. So it takes me a little while to filter in right? And just get the, you know, synopsis, say, of segments of the population. And that's, uh, uh, and that's where I'll turn it into, well, the questions uh, that I see. And by the way, uh, I'll always be working on you, whether you're listening to the podcast now or later on uh, or whenever. Uh, it's the, the recordings still have that effectiveness. Uh, so if you're new, uh, just note that you might feel different listening to this podcast. Now, I would love to take a few minutes to talk about your Peru experience. Uh, 
I know we've we've mentioned it in previous mm-hmm. podcasts and, and maybe in your social media outlets. But sure. uh, what drew you, if we could just recap, what drew you to Peru and going off the grid in the first place? Uh, well, there's a couple of reasons. One of the main reasons um, that I didn't really even know about until I came back out. Okay. Uh, the initial reason, just like a lot of times, you know, people connect with me, they go, Moss, I have a back problem, but it's really a deeper issue. You know, in this case, I actually wanted to go with uh, Rainforest Flow okay, org. if you want to check that out and, you know, maybe help donate their cause uh, or donate to them for their cause. But what they was bring that one more time? Uh, rainforestflow.org. Rainforestflow, okay. Org. Yeah. So that's the, that's the company that we went through. And what they do is they help indigenous people um, uh, um, bring in fresh water. So by bringing in, I mean, we set up a system uh, like a well system, mm-hmm. you know, where they filter the water, right? And then they have fresh cleaning water, fresh clean water to drink out of. Uh, a few years back, and this is what drew me, there was about 13 kids that died from bacteria from the water because they bathe in it, they go to the bathroom in the, you know, in the river and so on like that. So not clean water, although it's the Amazon. Um, so, so again, uh, sp- sponsoring the trip, also sponsoring, you know, that whole cause for them to bring in fresh water, fresh, uh, and then hygienically clean uh, bathrooms and so on like that. So, so that's what, that's what prompted it, mm-hmm. right? That's what kind of pulled my heartstrings. Uh, but then as I got into it, uh, not only did it help them, but I learned a lot about myself, right? about disconnecting, being who you truly are and removing some of those deeper weaknesses. I know I've worked a lot on myself, you know, had dark years and so on to get to, to the levels that I've gotten. But going into the jungle, uh, you know, all the weaknesses are really shown to you uh, even deeper. Uh, and then along with that, uh, uh, again, it depends on how um, elevated you are or how in tune you are, uh, those weaknesses fade away into strengths, uh, which is really important. So coming back, very, very different. You know, my family said it was very, very different, uh, much more, um, I don't know what they called it, uh, but again, re- more present and quite strong. You might actually feel different if you've known me uh, um, uh, working on you. You might mm-hmm. actually feel, say, a difference in the frequencies that I generate to help you transform as well. Mm-hmm. Much more potent. So, What were some, if you uh, don't mind sharing, what were some aha moments you had in regards to your disconnecting from you know, the war um, disconnecting from everyone in general. <laughs> right. So it took us like seven hours to, uh, on these winding roads, probably like a lane and a quarter. So very dangerous roads to get into, uh, uh, into say into the Amazon. Mm-hmm. And then, and then from there we took a three day boat trip, uh, uh, up the Amazon. And, you know, it, it's not just a, casual boat trip it's like there's logs that keep floating by or we get stuck because there's not enough water we had you know we had to get out pull out uh pull on the boat tug on the boat to get back on uh, on track and so on like that so very very dangerous uh and the further up we went obviously the more they entangled we get in uh but a lot of your insecurities that was one of the first things especially with a lot of the mosquitoes or or gnats that were there uh it's crazy um, that, you know, you're out and, and we'd be, we'd be, 
we'd be boating, right, going up the river. Uh, uh, and then when it's nighttime, we just find a beach and we don't know if this beach is okay, if it's safe. You know, we saw jaguar prints and so on like that, you know, around the beach. So you never know. So very, very insecure, you know, of your life, one. Uh, you know, you might be getting, get bitten by, you know, some mosquito that's going to carry some, you know, virus or something for you. Right. But, let alone uh, animals that visit the beach at night, you know, because that's their, that's their ground. They come out at night and they hunt at night and so on like that. And we're camping out there at night. So very vulnerable. Plus the sounds of the jungle, very, very loud at night, uh, almost deafening. And, and it just keeps repeating itself over and over again. I'll put that on, the, on social media, on my Facebook, uh, the sounds of the jungle. Um, well, we'll so, put it up right now. We'll, we'll put some sound effects yeah. in our podcast so people can get an idea of it as well. All those things. Uh, and then just knowing that you can't go back home. You know, it's not like, hey, calling somebody and going, hey, come pick me up. Uh, I'm tired of this. Right? Yeah. It's just you. Uh, if you get sick, if you get hurt, you know, or if you need, um, you know, uh, emergency, whatever, um, there's no way out. Uh, that's a really kind of a deep, insecure feeling because, you know, in today's society, you know, we take it for granted. We go, oh, we'll just call the hospital. Someone take me. I'll, I'll, you know, I have myself call somebody. It doesn't work that way. Guys, you're there um, and there's nothing to do about it. So that was the first night uh, that insecurities all coming out. And again, <laughs> it didn't feel good. It's, it's like I actually cuddled up in the, the fetal position the first night because uh, all the insecurities, the deeper insecurities of relying on yourself coming out. So, um, wow. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, yeah. And, and so we also get to look forward to experiencing being off the grid with you in person at your Moss Live events, but not in an, as an extreme version. <laughs> no, for me, uh, things have to be a little extreme because that's just the way I am. But for most people, no, you don't have to go that extreme to yeah. get off the grid. Okay, but guys. it's great. You know, you, you went that extreme, yes. you went there and then you get to bring that back and, and take yes. it, you know, share it with us. And it's, exactly. I find it to be quite inspirational. I think that's amazing. You know, I, I commend you for this. A lot of people say they're going to go off the grid. Or they say they're going to do these extreme types of adventures and you actually did it. Right. Uh, or they do it, but then they're in with a, like a tourist group, right? Or a group that, right. that you know, and they're coddled. Uh, it was none of that, guys. It's nothing like that at all. It's just you, you know, the group that you're with, but... Um, yeah, I have, I have uh, one more question <laughs> about that, actually. Um, you know, thank you for sharing your experience with the jungle mm -hmm. and being off the grid. Uh, what did you feel or see about the people that live off the grid? What was that like? You know, um, you know, it's interesting that, you know, a lot of people, missionaries or whoever, you know, you hear about them and it's like, oh, I want to go help them. I want to, you know, civilize them mm -hmm. uh, and so on like that. You know, but I actually saw the beauty and grace of their civilization or of their society, you know, the, the Machienga group. And, you know, if you want to know more about them uh, is June, uh, the June issue of National Geographics, mm -hmm. June 2016 mm -hmm. issue of National Geographics. Uh, that's exactly where we were. Amazing. So, 
How, yeah. how weird is that timing? Yeah, how serendipitous. Uh, <laughs> and we actually, on the cover of National Geographic, the girl that's on the cover with a little monkey on mm-hmm. her head, mm-hmm. quite beautiful, beautiful little girl. We actually met her in the village and we took a picture of her. So we'll put that on. Um, so That's um, amazing. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, overall, as you know, what it, it, it pertains to us, you know, as a society, it's like, yeah, we want to go in there and we want to teach them this. We want to teach them that and stuff. But, you know, and that's that's the intention that I had. It's like, wow, I'm going to show them all this cool stuff and everything. But, you know, then I then I started to realize, you know, they might be more advanced, although, you know, they live in huts that they, they don't even have walls actually in this tribe. They just have a roof over their head. Uh, and they sleep on the floor and so on. And it's like, well, how archaic, you know, or how, you know, backwards we are or they are. Right. right. And you think we're so much elevated. But, you know, and then I thought I kind of compared the two parallels. You know, well, these guys, you know, there's no there's no real strife in their society other than what the white man has brought into them. Right. Or mm-hmm. the outsiders have brought. But before that, there's no strife in the society. Uh, there's been no killings. There's no been no. Uh, they're actually a very not a timid, but very um, I don't want to say submissive, but a very cordial community mm-hmm. that were there. Uh, not very not aggressive at all. They hunt and so on like that. Yes. Uh, but again, against towards themselves. Uh, none of that. There's mm-hmm. no crimes against each other and so on like that. So, uh, so I, I was kind of comparing the two, comparing the two. I was like, well, society is better, you know, which society right. is more advanced, right? You know, there's a lot of killings. There's a lot of self mutilation here. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see that, the, you know, I don't think they'd even understand the concept of say self mutilation, uh, depression or whatever, uh, again, other than say what the white man has kind of brought into their society. But, uh, I didn't see any of that. Speaking of that, you know, coming from that environment where you didn't see that, and then you just stepped back into the world where we've had a week, uh, you know, July 2016, yep. uh, where this has been one of the a crazy week for Americans on record and the world. There's been yes. so much devastation. Yes. Uh, each day I am shocked by what's going on in the news, even in your hometown but, of Minnesota, what's going on with someone, you know, yes. shot and killed by the police mm-hmm. officer. Then we had the Dallas shootings. All of this, this craziness is going on. Mm-hmm. How does that now affect you? when you just were off the grid, you know? <laughs> yeah. When I, when we came back into the grid, you know, and then all the messages started downloading, you know, in the, in the news channels that I use started mm-hmm. downloading all the updated. I'm going seeing all this stuff. I'm going, damn, I'd rather be in the jungle. It's a lot safer in the jungle than it is being here in, you know, the civilized world. So mm-hmm. I didn't know which one was more civilized, you know, the right. jungle or, or, or here, but you know, and then, and then uh, again, you know, we think that, uh, it was actually terrifying to come back and, and see. Uh, it was kind of sad that, you know, we call ourselves so elevated, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're, we're magnifying everything um, in a much broader sense, especially, and we, I think we kind of might have done a podcast on, say, what's to come. More and more of the distortions um, that the jungle, by the way, shows you quite quickly, right? Uh, the, I was saying all the weaknesses that, that'll come up. That right. came up in me within that about two weeks that I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what's happening uh, as a society as a whole. The weaknesses, the distortions, uh, the things that just can't work, mm-hmm. um, that just can't sustain themselves. The untruths of how society say dictates or runs uh, humans, 
right? Or, mm -hmm. or the laws that we have. Uh, it's just not working anymore, guys. So the jungle is actually coming in or the laws of the jungle is coming into the society that we have. And a lot of, there's going to be a lot of strange deaths. There's going to be a lot of, say, infrastructure that's going to be changing or getting forced to change. You'll see that happen. It's the greatest time to be uh, alive. I'm not calling it the end of the world. But again, the jungle eats the weak. There was a good quote, by the way, in Tarzan, if you haven't happened to see that that movie that just came out, Tarzan. I was waiting for you to quote Tarzan. Uh-huh. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I have it in my notes. Uh-huh. Oh, it was, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even read the notes. No, 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 no. This was just uh, was today. So I was like, Moss will talk about Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're getting more and more intuitive. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah. So, But it's, it's beautiful. It's uh, One of the quotes that said, the jungle you know, consumes everything. It preys on everything, the sick, the weak, except the strong. So again, what that means, it really hit home when I saw that movie uh, just a couple of days ago. It brought me back into the jungle, but it really hits home all the weaknesses, all the sicknesses. If you're not, say, strong, uh, you'll be consumed by it. Um, the thing about that, though, the way the jungle consumes you, there's no regret, there's no judgment or anything like that. It consumes you and then you get recreated in a stronger form. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all it is. Uh, it's purity at its best, guys. The strong survive, and they get stronger and stronger, and then they have offshoots or offsprings of stronger plants, humans, and so on like that. Uh, in our society, it doesn't happen that way. So it's a fleshing out of the weak, the sick, uh, the ill, uh, mentally, spiritually, and so on like that. More so in the society, uh, the spiritually ill. Uh, it's just the way it is. So you make going off the grid sound very romantic and challenging. And I'm sure it's very challenging and not everyone can do it. But there are a couple opportunities coming up. Um, in yes. 2016, with, with Moss Live, the, the next one, which is sold out, but I still want to talk about it, is the Redwood Retreat where it's you're actually leaving the hectic energy and distractions of the modern world behind. And we right. get to join you in the ancient forests of the Sequoia National Park for a once-in-a-lifetime wilderness retreat experience. Yes, that is going to be, it's going to be a beautiful experience. Obviously, you have, uh, you know, the niceties if you need to, mm -hmm. you know, on this adventure because it's in California. So you're not, you know, uh, days away from anybody. But the, the beauty about this is those redwoods, there's hundreds and hundreds of years old. Mm -hmm. You know, there was huge trees in the jungle. They hold so much information. They're not just trees. Yeah. Uh, you can tap into them mm -hmm. uh, and a, a universe, uh, the universe, the same universe basically that I tap into to access knowledge about, well, anything basically, uh, the trees already are in that space already. So it's a great, that, and that's why we're doing it in, you know, the Sequoia that we are. So and also there's no cell phone reception anywhere in the park and hardly no. very limited internet access. So this is a really yeah. allowing people that attend with you to truly unplug and focus mm. on their connection to source and being completely present. Yes. Exactly. And, you know, I'm sure people are listening right now going, ah, I want to be there. It's sold out. It's but sold. Yeah. Uh, I know that you recently opened up a wait list. And yes. so people, I think you can email like customers at masajati.com we'll put it we'll put it on social media um and and let people and let them know and let you know that you're interested uh because you, you know we get a better idea of if you know for the next one to make it perhaps right. bigger or, or do it again right for the next one and then for those people who are on the wait list you'd be first to sign up for 
the next say group if you know if when we create a group right right yeah because you're not and then there's another opportunity to disconnect with the Kauai retreat which is going to be happening mm-hmm. in december yes that's going to be quite romantic basically <laughs> Kauai. i don't know if you've been there crystal oh, yes i've been to Kauai. i love Kauai. it's that you can feel the rawness of Kauai. Mm-hmm. Kauai is the closest thing to say a civilized jungle because uh, it, it'll eat uh, anything that uh, is destructive in you or you as well if you, you're not part of it. So uh, the jungle has a tendency to do that. It'll mm-hmm. make you crazy if, it's, if it doesn't want you to get, get, it, get, get you out. Kauai is the next best thing. Guys. Really so beautiful. exciting. Yeah. And then if, uh, if for those that are, that can't leave, you know, that can't experience a moss live or can't go completely off the grid, there's a special summer solstice package to help mm-hmm. you disconnect with, with you kind of leading the way through various meta healings. Right. And summer solstice uh, that you're talking about, uh, actually I was off the grid while we did, while we did that, but the, the frequencies on the recording Although you might not like hear anything because I'm off the grid, mm-hmm. uh, it's still powerful because it draws you back to the time that I created the recording, if that makes sense to you. So I pull you, it's not about the technology. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, uh, it's not about, say, the mechanical technology. It's about the spiritual technology. Uh, and we got a lot of feedback on that call saying that a lot of people felt very you know, powerful transformations within that call, although I wasn't mechanically connected to them. Right. And that's what being off the grid is really about. Coming into your own, say, technology, which is spiritual technology, which is way, way advanced. Anything than the cell phones, the internet, or anything that you're used to, you know, the mechanical technology. You know, we're much more advanced as far as, say, communication between each other and so on like that. Uh, Much more advanced than anything that we've created thus far. But we want to recognize the importance of unplugging from technology, reconnecting with ourselves and our own inner wisdom, and then going back to all the amazing ways in which technology enriches our life. So what do you think about Ariana's quote that we just played? Uh, it's, it's very nice because, well, you know, nowadays, you know, and even, you know, uh, in religious circles, you know, technology is sin. Actually, what I see is that technology is actually what's happening to us at a spirit level. So the more advanced that we become, you know, mm-hmm. at a spirit level, the more aware we come, become at a spirit level, because this is how everything works, guys. It happens at a spirit level first, and then we create it in physical form. So the indication of where we are here as the advancements in, you know, the last, say, 10, 20 years, really fast, you know, technological changes for us, right? right. Uh, AI and all that other stuff. Uh, the reason being is because at a spirit level, we're opening up mm-hmm. to that space. So it's showing up in the physical realm, you know, and then, you know, the spiritual people or religious people or some other people go, well, that technology is going to be the doom of humans. Uh, it's really not. It's an indication of where we are. Uh, it could be the doom of humans if we uh, allow technology to take over us, just mm-hmm. like in anything else, you know, it's a good tool or a, it doesn't, it's just a tool. Right. Whether we think it's good or bad is, you know, the way we use it. So um, I, I look at it as a great advancement, actually. Another quote that I'd love to throw out there to you is by a mm-hmm. professor at Massachusetts Institute of Technology. 
He's yes. an educator, a physicist, a novelist. His name is Alan Lightman. And mm-hmm. this quote that really struck us, he says, we're plugged in 24 hours a day now. We're all part of one big machine, whether we are conscious of that or not. And if we can't unplug from that machine, eventually we're going to become mindless. True. Wow. All right. I want to read another one to you because it's along that same lines. And this is done from the TED Talks and NPR uh, speaker. He is a British novelist. His name is Pico Iyer. And he, he, he's quoted saying, the more ways we have to connect, the more many of us seem desperate to unplug. Right. And then, and then just one more I'd like to, well, two more actually. Uh, sure. The American novelist and political activist, Anne Lamotte, she writes, mm-hmm. almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. Um, beautiful. I love it. And then just, just one more, I'm just, I'm just, we're just quoting away right now, mm-hmm. um, from Henry David Thoreau. He's a famous American author and philosopher, and he is known for saying, the price of anything is the amount of life you exchange for it. Uh, true. So, I love it. So those are the quotes I wanted to share with you from noted people in our society and their comments in regards to technology and, and our connection with it. Sure. Uh, I think uh, Henry David Thoreau also said that uh, many people uh, live lives of quiet desperation. I think it was him. Mm-hmm. So uh, it it kind of it really goes back to that, you know, where uh, even say even you know back in the fifties or forties and so on, you know, where there wasn't so much technology, they were complaining about technology. Mm-hmm. They were complaining about the stresses of life, uh, and so on. Right, the same way that we, that we do here. So, is it really say that technology? Maybe the technology magnifies us, magnifies it for us more. Uh, but maybe it's just the disconnect. Uh, I like so Henry. I like the second quote: uh, "People living lives of quiet desperation." Uh, technology uh, again just magnifies it for us. It's really about not really knowing who you are at a deeper level, and that's what these this exponential podcast. Right, exponential intelligence is about mm-hmm. uh, understanding your life where you are, and then whether it's technology, whether it's your spouse, your coworker, your family, whoever experiences that you have, you know, the dark side, if you want to call it the dark side, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, those things don't command you. It's really all about finding your internal self or that general sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. Uh, deep within that many of us lack. Uh, we blame, we tend to blame it on society. Um, I'm sorry, technology. Right. Uh, so. Well, it's de- technology is definitely something to hide behind. True. You know, so, so there's, a, there's some statistics we have, you know, um, almost 90% of people that don't go a single day without using their cell phone. You know, and then, you know, 67% of people... Uh, according to one survey, check their phone for messages, alerts, or calls, even when it's not ringing or vibrating. (laughs) Yes, that is true. And then, you know, and then there's this one on uh, checking cell phones is said to be the new yawn. You know how yawns are contagious? It's Mm. contagious and based on needs for social inclusion. Exactly, because you feel left out. Especially like the younger generations, you know, mm-hmm. you know got teenage kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're not always texting or if they're not like communicating at some level, mm-hmm. they feel like they're left out, you know. And then 
what's yeah so the, in that case the technology is taking over mm-hmm. you right and then you're sensing uh, that well the, you're not connected to the world anymore and but what that really means is that you you are trying to find completeness in an outside source right. rather than the source where you are so uh, so and it doesn't some- bother me if nobody calls me <laughs> you know, and sometimes, you know, when you use a cell phone, you'll start to, you know, text people and then you'll go on Facebook or if you're on social media and all of a sudden a half hour, an hour, just time flies by. It's like time distortion. Time distortion. That's really the key. That's really the culprit. Uh, and that's why it's, it's so important. It's not about the technology, guys. It's about how you get disconnected from your body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can do that watching TV. You can do that, uh, um, you know, any, any sorts of ways. Right, uh, right. Uh, but now it's a lot easier to get disconnected from time. And, and there was a study that came out this week. The media was covering it about how the average American spends 11 hours in front of some sort of screen a day. 11 yeah. hours of the day. 11 hours. Uh, it doesn't leave much for inner thought. Right. It doesn't leave much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and there's another one. Have you heard the phantom buzz, you know, like the vibration? Yes. You don't even have your cell phone in your pocket and you feel that vibration and you go to check it and it's like, wait a second, my cell phone's not even there. Yeah. Uh, that's how bad it gets. <laughs> and then just one, one more stat for you and we'll move on from this, but these are just, sh- yeah. you know, shocking. Um, you know, according to TechCrunch, they reported that... Uh, Americans, on average, the average American spends a week a month consuming TV. A wow. week a month. 25% of their life. <laughs> Almost as much as sleeping. Right? Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So what can we do about this? Uh, we'll take control. Uh, you know, um, in our family, I'm going to be instilling like no phone Saturday. Basically. Oh, really? Yeah. Where we just don't have any cell phones. I mean, I'll have a cell phone cause I don't, I, I mean, cause I gotta, I, I have to, and that's not an excuse guys, but I, I don't check my Facebook. In fact, I hardly check Facebook or I'm not entangled in my phone. If somebody calls me or I connect with somebody, that's fantastic. But you know, I'm not out there trying to see who's happening to what and all that stuff. So again, if you're not abusing it, it's great technology. If you are abusing it, uh, I would, Put some controls on yourself until you do get that under control because it is just another addictive pattern. It's just a lot easier because it's with you all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a great way to escape from life. Really, that's what you're doing. You know, most of us, before it was the TV, right? We escaped for life. You come home from work, uh, you watch TV, you can forget about the kids, you can forget about the problems, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Uh, this is just a better form, uh, a quicker form of escaping because it's there with you all the time. You can put it in your pocket and escape your life all day long. Um, so it's the same thing. But again, bringing you back is really the key. Uh, and Because you can't really escape from life. Right. You just can't. Uh, being in the jungle uh, shows you, again, uh, all the ways that you escape and brings it forward for you so you can deal with it. Some of us, uh, just saying that, I can kind of see chills. It's like, deal with it. Oh, my God. You know, right. how am I going to deal with this? How am I going to deal with, you know, the, the relationship that I'm with that I can't stand anymore and so on like that? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, Pure Source has a way of, say, cleaning all that junk up for you once you agree to connect. Yes, there's still work involved, but it guides you every step of the way. Like a lot of people that I work on and even through these these uh, podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, it's amazing how many people in the podcast are, you know, I, I talk to them, you know, at an event, it's like, it's like, oh my God, my life transformed just listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. That's how easy it is, guys. Uh, your spirit actually craves to identify itself or you actually crave to identify yourself. So, you know, you mentioned earlier in our conversation that you were going to ask us some questions so we could kind of deduce or admit (laughs) or figure out if we're addicted to technology, right? Uh, Yes. So, well, you kind of covered it in, 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 in some of those quotes that you said, but we can go through it again. Yes, for sure. Uh, One, do you actually, uh, in in the morning when you wake up, uh, what is the first thing that you do? I check my phone. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. So stop. Okay. Uh, Just take a few minutes on your own. Okay. Open your eyes, look around, uh, and it brings you back to the reality. It's not about, it's not about, oh, I got to do this for the day, do that for the day. But look at, you know, wherever you're sleeping, feel the sheets, you know, if you're sleeping in a bed or whatever you're sleeping in, uh, right? And be aware of your body complete. It only takes a few seconds, guys, to do that. Okay? But Moss, uh, what if I, you like check your phone and then do that? Uh, no, because you're always, see, what happens is like you're not aware of where you are because when you sleep, you disconnect from time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, so when you take the phone, it depends on, again, if, if, the, if the phone is used as a tool or a crutch. Okay, so what happens if if you don't do that before? Um, and why do you have to do it before? Just <laughs> I was just ask. checking. I was just asking. No, it's just a question because you're. A, it's like you got to see who called you, right? Or you got to see who texted you and kind of keep up for the day. Again, that pulls you away. Uh, it's actually harder for you to come back, and that's why it's so important. That's why you have that need, Crystal, to check your phone foremost before you do anything else. Uh, but your spirit doesn't care about anything or anybody else. It wants you to be in check with your own body first. Okay. So, so again, check yourself first. <laughs> okay. See where you are. Uh, I feel again, like that's a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> check yourself. Yeah. Uh, and then check, check your phone. Okay. Take a few minutes. Uh, you'll actually enjoy that time. It actually prepares you for the rest of the day. You'll find that you'll be more productive doing it that way. If you do it the other way, you're always trying to catch up to time. I see that, you know, with the business people that we, you know, train, Mm -hmm. uh, they're always trying to catch up with time. This way, you command time. That's beautiful. Which is actually a key success trait. Successful people command time. So the next step is at night, what do you do? Uh, do you have to check your phone? I mean, right before you go to bed. So if you do, uh, again, take the five minutes or so uh, and just stay in your space so you know exactly where you are, especially for those individuals who have trouble sleeping. Uh, I'm just tapping into a big group, a good segment uh, where you kind of float off. You're not connected to time anyway. So know where you're sleeping. Know, you know, just look around uh, and then close your eyes and then 
spiritually, you'll come back to the time moment when you wake up. Uh, it makes it much more restful sleep, by the way. Okay. Uh, the other thing is, uh, like you said, you always have to check your phone, even if it's not ringing or buzzing or vibrating or anything like that. Right. Uh, second, uh, are you always like looking up interesting facts, right? Or so-called interesting facts where you have to get away from time or an excuse to look up something, right? So you get away from time. That's, That's actually much. really annoying when you're in a conversation with someone and you ask them something and then they think they're doing a good thing by bringing out their phone and starting to Google it. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. you're like, no, no. <laughs> It takes so much more time and then, you know, the gist of the conversation floats away and then you're not, you're, again, you're out of sync mm-hmm. with the conversation. So uh, if that's what's happening or if that's what you're doing, then you're out of time. Do you find excuses, you know, where you have to do something on your phone where you really don't have to do anything on your phone? So um, think of that. Uh, do you find that it's actually easier for you? And I find this in, you know, the younger generation, they're almost like sitting next to each other or in the same room and they're texting each other. They're in the same room. (laughs) (laughs) I was, you must see that a lot. Uh, what? I said, you must see that a lot with six kids. Well, well, my kids are, you know, they're good, but I see (laughs) when they invite their other friends over, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like they're all on their phones. Uh, and then I go, what are you guys doing? It's like, we're texting. And it's like, who are you texting? It's like, you know, and they're in the room. It's like, what the, <laughs> you know? it's like the art of conversation is lost. Mm-hmm. You know? So if you're finding yourself doing that, or if you prefer to text and email and so on, rather than getting, getting face to face with people, you're really hiding from yourself, not anybody else. So those are the big key things. Uh, see anything else? Well, uh, you can kind of log how many hours you spend uh, on your phone. Uh, see that in our house, we don't have, we only have Netflix. We don't have like normal TV. It's just a Netflix channel. So, uh, so very limited as far as TV commercials, all that junk. Um, and then for the news guys, uh, if you look at the news, you know, it's really the same news. It's just a different day. Uh, so I just, it's important to stay connected, but just kind of glance over. You know, there's so many outlets, you know, on your phone that you can read news briefings. Just kind of glance over what's happening in the world so you stay in tune. You don't have to delve into who got murdered, how they got murdered, and so on and so on. Yes. Uh, it destroys you. It really does. And it perpetuates more murders and so on like that. This is a big subject, being off the grid. Mm-hmm. Let's have this be the first of, of a series. I'd love to, you know, revisit this in yes. the future. Yeah, and maybe we could do like daily things that people can do. You know, like practice this for like the this this week, mm-hmm. right? Where you stay off your phone for like an hour or two hours a day. Because mm-hmm. that's that. you know, just like people, you say all the time, notice what you notice. And um, a lot of people get it and understand that that's easier said than done. And some people don't get it until they start doing that, you know? So it's kind of like a little bit of an inside joke. This is almost the same thing, you know, being off the grid. Oh, I can do that. No problem. I can be off the grid for Mm -hmm. a day or a week or 30 days off Facebook. Easier said than done. (laughs) And that's another thing I have to say on Facebook. When people announce that they're going off the grid... (laughs) 
I always find that comical. Like they're like, Hey guys, I'm going to take, you know, five paragraphs to explain why I won't be on Facebook for the next seven days, but I'm going to be back on this day at this time. (laughs) That doesn't work. That's not being off the grid. You're just suspending time. Thank you. So yes, I see that in people or when people want to know exactly when they're going to meet somebody, it's like, well, you know, it, it's not, uh, it's not about being in time anymore. It's not being about present. It's about jumping into that future time and you don't grow from that guys. So I, I see it over and over again. Okay. So what does the Moss work for this podcast in regards to being off the grid? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The Moss work for you <laughs> if you have an excuse on why you can't be off the grid for at least an hour. Okay. Uh, make it easier for you. Kind of log all the hours that you do. All log mentally. You don't have to write it down unless you want to. Uh, but just kind of log down or keep track on how many times you access your phone on a day. Uh, it'll, it'll be, well... It, you'll become so aware that you'll want to take time off the phone. Uh, for those people who are a little more advanced, uh, that can just like cold turkey go, okay, uh, I'm going to be stay off, you know, like two hours before I go to bed, which is a really good idea, uh, and stay off my phone or any electronics or anything like that, uh, and then um, uh, and then go to bed. Uh, I would do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so uh, then, the challenge is to stay. And then what your... we talked about the uh, what the morning the what we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, spend a few minutes in the morning. Spend a few minutes at night before you go to bed. Uh, being recognizing the space that you're in, your body. Okay, beautiful. So in the morning and the evening, recognizing the space that you're in. Mm-hmm. Two hours before you go to sleep, no more phone. And be cognizant of how much screen time you're taking in on a day. Yes. Awesome. And now what do we get to look forward to in regards to this meta-healing? The meta-healing is, is bringing you back into the depths of the jungle where you can't really rely on any outside source to make you feel complete. Mm-hmm. So again, we use technology to make us feel complete. Uh, in the jungle, there's none of that. So I want to bring you back to where I was in the jungle, kind of the, the 13 previous nights that we did, uh, by the way, basically, uh, but all condensed into this meta healing. Uh, and you'll feel, say, all the weaknesses that you have, which makes it easier for you to let go and turn into your strengths. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Moss, for this conversation. Well, thank you, Crystal. It's all, like always, it's always fun. Fantastic, guys. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, again, whether you are sitting, standing, lying down, if you're particularly new, uh, as this podcast grows exponentially, uh, have you stand up just to break free from all the bonds of, say, your normal meditations. This is called a meta healing, where I get you into a guy, uh, where I guide you into a deep state, and then I work on you on several different layers to help you reprogram uh, your life. Just take a deep breath in. Uh, you're comfortable. Sitting, standing, lying down, just kind of wondering why you chose the position that you did. Was it a conscious choice? Or were you drawn into that position? Like a lot of things in our lives, usually get drawn into them. Breath in again. 
nice and deep. And as I start to generate those frequencies that help you transform, much easier, much faster. All you have to do is pay attention to the way you're relaxing. Perhaps uh, uh, your shoulders get a little heavier as they start to droop down, head a little heavier as the muscles of the neck start to relax and let go. Even if you had uh, issues um, getting into deeper states before, I'd be surprised on how relaxed you could get in a short period of time as we take another group breath in. And by that group breath in, inhaling nice and deep, nice and slow, maybe a four count, holding it for a second or two, and then releasing, letting go. Nice slow four count through the mouth. I'm just wondering how many other people are on the podcast, right? how many are listening to it at the same moment you are, and how many people are going to be listening to it throughout. There's tons of people. Uh, which uh, is very important for us because we connect deeper. We run with strength, with numbers. Uh, it gives us a momentum to break free from the bonds that trap us. It pushes us through blocks that we might face. Breath in again. Asking ourselves, how do I connect to pure source even stronger? And that question, how do I connect to pure source even stronger, even if it's the first time you've heard it? Don't have to really know what it means. Keep asking. If you're inquisitive, uh, and you'll soon find out what it means. There we go. And today's meta healing is going to be on um, the rawness of the jungle. I'll explain the details, but for now, noticing your breath, noticing um, that chest space, a triangular space. So uh, your two shoulders uh, and then your solar plex. Okay, so that triangle that gets created by those three points. And in this meta healing, we'll, I'll bring in, say, that rawness of uh, the jungle, the power of the jungle. Uh, it's a great way to, one, get rid of uh, weaknesses that you have by reflecting the weaknesses that you have. And then building upon the strengths. There we go. 
just noting your breath, focusing in on that triangle, uh, not just the surface area, but then going deeper within that triangle. Uh, your lungs, your heart, right? the ribs, going layer by layer, deeper and deeper, as I guide you deeper uh, and deeper into the thick of the jungle. Where there is no outside communication, uh, all that you have is what you've brought with you. There's no way of replenishing it. And there's no one else to rely on, as in this case, pulling you into that jungle a depth uh, alone other than yourself. There you go. Breath in again, nice and deep. Again, noticing that triangle going deeper all the way through if we can. So looking at, say, your back, <clears throat> the top of your back, your spine from the inside, not from the front. So imagining what the insides of you would look like uh, as I guide you deeper. Again, and deeper. Into that essence of the jungle. Where nothing else matters except present time, the moment. Nothing else matters about who you know, what you know. As we know in ourself, as we know in our triangle, uh, let's create one more point. Uh, the the right between your uh, right uh, the third eye area, right between your eyebrows. Okay, so that new set of new triangle set, uh, third eye area, and then the shoulders, the edges of your shoulders. So making a diamond, two triangles. There we go. Bringing you the jungle always pulls you into the present moment. Always pulling you into the present moment. And again, present moment 
shows your weaknesses. Some of you uh, shying away from that. But like the jungle, there's nowhere to hide. So, so you'll have to face up. So your true strengths can come about. Noting your breath again, noticing that top triangle. Breath in again, noticing the top triangle, and noticing the bottom triangle. And noticing the diamond that it creates. Let you be in this space for as long as you wish. As long as you stay quietly meditating, it will feel like you're in the group dynamics or I'm still working on you. Take care. Notice what you notice.